Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Melinda Augustina is an actress, producer, eco-advocate, author, and wine blogger who lives in Los Angeles with her husband and his wine collection. She helps filmmakers by creating their social networks for them and has produced several hundred live marketing events. Melinda can teach you how to use social networking for yourself or for your film. And Carol, Melinda is a donor to your Roy Dean Film Grant as well, right? Oh, yes. She's a lovely person, and she's a great donor for the grant. We were so honored to have you with us today, Melinda. Thank you. Sure. Well, we we all are dealing with this transfer of communicating from one person to one person to communicating to thousands of people at once. So there's a lot of people who find this exciting, and many of us find it really difficult to understand how to jump into it. So we need you to guide us on a lot of this. But I thought first that we would get started with, uh, tell us about your company and what it does and what you do for filmmakers. Okay. Well, uh, uh, continue, Melinda. It looks like, look like your line dropped out, so I was just going to invite you back into the conversation, but it sounds like you heard Carol's question. I did hear her question. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see. What's the easiest way to do? I just uh, try to help people be able to communicate accurately about who they are and um, what their project is about, and then find the best places for them to communicate to their specific audience. How's that? That sounds great. Uh, so, um, but how do you typically work with the filmmaker? Um, we'll go through an interview process, like a uh, like a client intake. We have between 10 and 12 questions that we ask people. It's really a scorecard. We call it a social media scorecard. And people answer um, a number of questions about the current state of their social marketing right now, like where they are in the process. And um, through that, I give them a score, a general score, and um, and then talk about the ways that they can um, make their message, you know, get their message across. Like, so, for instance, if they start out and they don't have a Facebook page, you know, there wouldn't be a big score on Facebook, or they don't have a Twitter account, there wouldn't be a big space, you know, place on Twitter. Say their audience is 18 to 35, or 18 to 29, or something like that. Then they, and they have a big following on Snapchat. That's a huge plus for them because that's Snapchat's audience. So mostly, I just try to be sure that they're time and their activities and their uh, attention is spent in the places where it can really do them value for their films. Well, excuse me, but what is Snapchat? I never heard of that oh. one. <laughs> um, Snapchat is a, it's an instant messaging app that just uses pictures. It was developed a couple of years ago, and, um, and then the pictures disappear. 
within a few seconds. The person who's posting the photograph will determine how long the picture can stay, and the kids love it. So they can have, like, private conversations, and then the conversation will just disappear. Oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> wonderful. And But they have private conversations, and they send photos. So, th- so they could send a photo of someone they were with last night with a, a statement about what happened or whatever, and uh, it's that kind of a personal thing. Uh, and is it only seen by one person, or is it out there for everyone? I think they, it's similar to Twitter where you have followers and people, it's whoever's on your following list can see it, or you can have it a private conversation. And when you say kids, what age group does this go to? That's probably going to be teenagers and early 20s. I see. Okay. I mean, the actual demographic for it is like 18 to 35 or something, but um, uh, I'm sure the younger kids are using it too. <laughs> Snapchat. Okay. Well, let's go back to um, when you work with a a filmmaker, how Uh early in the process should filmmakers begin their social media? Well, I'd say like as soon as they um, have a finished script and possibly sooner, you know, it it really depends on the individual. Um, Say if the person is a writer slash director, if they involve their audience, um, like they're close members, um, early on in the process, like even choosing the title or choose, helping them choose the ending and things like that, some people really love to do that. So it all depends on the individual, like when do they want to. Some writers wouldn't even dream of doing that, and they would only invite people once the film is actually shot, they might tell people. They might post photos of the actual shoot and um, – but, yeah, it's interesting. It all kind of depends on the project and the person. So anywhere between you have a title and an idea and you've finished shooting and you're in the editing process in the post. Well, uh, with today's world, the distributors are looking for films that have the largest numbers of people on social media, on their Twitter, and in their database. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what we're finding. So uh, Mm -hmm. one of our filmmakers, Melinda, was uh, going to, was working to get her film on iTunes, and they said, you have to have 5,000 followers on Facebook. You only have four. So she had to do this whole big uh, campaign to get another thousand people to get herself on iTunes. So this, these are all reasons why people really should start early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the ways to um, will help that along is if people have two separate pages, one page for their production company and then another page for their film, um, they should have just one page, you know, and that can help you know, increase their numbers, but also just a campaign for for followers works really well too. Yes, yes, totally agree with you. Well, um, let's before we start on the content marketing, the social mm-hmm. media marketing, the websites. Let's talk about what a filmmaker really needs to focus on to present their film project in a way that makes their property valuable. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, on which venue you're talking about, like in general, right? You want like a little checklist, maybe? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. 
Okay, so they have to have like a visual, um, you know, the visual impact. So they definitely need um, a title, uh, title logo. Let's call it a title slash logo. And that needs to be consistent across all of their social media. It needs to be the same on Twitter. It needs to be the same on Instagram. It needs to be the same on Facebook and anywhere else that you might want to. But I will say that for films, uh, for independent films, that Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are sufficient to begin with, Those, just those three, okay? So you definitely want a title and a logo and a visual image, either artwork or um, a photo, artwork or a photo, and okay. that needs to be consistent. And then you need a log line. Every film has a log line, so there's the title of your film and then a sentence, you know, that sort of tells the story of what is the story and a log line. And um, and then a few of the people involved, I would say, you know, that's pretty consistent. You know, um, the writer-director's name and maybe one or two of the actors. Now, whether they're big actors or not doesn't really matter. But those things, those four things are the things that can really, you know, just drive home the point of the film. Like, okay. this is our movie. This is what it feels like with the logo and the visual photo and the photo. And this is what it is. This is the story of what it's about. And this is who's behind it. Would you, uh, and for a documentary, rather than having the uh, character of the actors in the film, would you uh, bring, put on the characters that in your documentary? Or Yes. In fact, we just did that for The Weight of Honor. Oh, great. For Stephanie Howard new documentary, The Weight of Honor. We just did that, yeah. And that's pretty consistent across her across her social media now. We put the faces of the people. It's a it's a very rough um rough photo montage. <laughs> but it'll change soon. Yep. Okay. Yes. So, so if they... you have that if you have those permissions from those people then yes. Okay, that's really powerful. So that gives you the visual, gives you the logo, the feel, and the log line. Uh, I have on on our website under resources uh, and then uh-huh. financing information, uh, I've outlined how to create a log line. So people can find that on fromtheheartproductions.com. Yeah. I think it is a critical element of your film. It's very critical. Because people have to know in an instant, what is your movie about? Exactly. Right. Okay. Why well, am I going to invest two hours of my life watching your film? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You really have to sell me. That's right. Well, tell me, let's go on to give me a nice case scenario. Um, so, or what people should do, uh, how to showcase your film. How to showcase? Um, at, like at festivals and. Uh, showcase it at some festivals or um, when you're looking for distribution? Uh, What to do once the film is completed, you mean? Yes. Okay. So once the film is completed, um, again, it's going to kind of depend on the the filmmaker and what their intent is and what they want it for. There's actors who are producing now who are just producing um, for their own personal exposure, writer-directors who are producing because they're trying to build a body of work, and they want a reputation for, um, you know, being able to fill a house at a festival with their, you know, with the, the buzz and the interest for their films. Um, 
So I think that the most important thing before you begin all of that is to know what is your strategy and what is it that you want. So you want a fest- film festival strategy, and there's professional film festival strategists out in the marketplace. But um, you you don't just want to – well, I'll just be honest. Almost everybody, the first thing they do is they submit to the festivals that are Oscar contenders. Like if they win, then they will be on the short list for the Oscar – um, for the Oscars to be seen. <laughs> that's, what, that's like almost everybody does that. I went a different route with our short that we did, and we I just looked for short film festivals. I just sat down and I thought, well, who really needs short films? And I said, well, short film festivals need short films. So that's the way that we went. And so our short played over 40 film festivals around the world and was picked up for distribution, and it was on television for almost eight years. So it was a good strategy for us. Oh, my gosh, that's brilliant. Right. And then other festivals um, found out about our festival. Kind of how it works in the festival world is the best festivals, the ones that are the most well-known or earlier in the year, they have their best films, and then other festivals will go to their websites and see what films they chose. And if they see something they're really interested in, they will then contact the filmmakers directly. So when you're doing festivals, there's a bit of a lag time between your first few festivals and then when the rush comes. Because I'll tell you, when with our, our film, I put everything away. I was done with it. Um, we, we'd been on the festival circuit for a year and a half, and I thought that was plenty and that was enough, and I put everything away. And that was when all the calls started coming in. And we had a festival every month for several months in a row. And how did they find you? What prompted Again, the calls? Again, the they went to the websites of the film festivals that we had already been in, and they were and the festival um Directors had either either heard about our film from someone personally or they saw it on another film festival website. So the festival run for a film can go for a very, very, very long time. But I think I kind of got off topic here a little bit. So let's talk about how people should, um, you know, what do they do once their film is finished, okay? So getting your first festival under your belt is, you know, that's the goal for everyone. And they want it to be a premier festival if they want. And lots of people want to be in Sundance. I didn't particularly care about Sundance for myself because I knew the odds were not in my favor. Um, because they don't choose, they get, this year they had over 8,000 submissions to their short film festi- short film program. And they wow. choose like 70 or something. So that's less, less than 1%. So I, I didn't care for those odds for our films. So um, I mean, we submitted anyway because the writer director wanted to. But, so lots of people want to do that one. But I personally think that if your film was shot in a particular location, like say it was uh, one film that I worked on was shot in uh, Wisconsin. Can't remember. I think Wisconsin. Anyway, if your film was shot in a certain place and there's a film festival very close to that location, a great thing to do is just to get your film into that film festival because you have a a group of people that are already interested in your success, you know. 
Um, and you can have a really fantastic opening in a location like that. Right. Yes. Um, and that's really great community support. And it's a it's a it's an awesome feeling too to do that, you know, to have people who really, really, really um want your film to be successful. And there's so you kinda of have to weigh the difference between um going to Sundance and and whether or not your film is gonna be chosen there or one of the other big festivals, or do you want a different kind of support for your film? So um, it it just really depends on your marketability of your film, which way to go. Right. Uh, Okay, well, then let's get back um, onto the different major social media platforms. Okay. Uh, And let's uh, let's go back to fundraising and tell us, um, let's take one at a time. Let's tell us how you can use Facebook. And then we'll go to Twitter and YouTube and on down your list. Okay. So I think that um, social media is a nice support for fundraising. As I I think I've mentioned, I'm not a professional fundraiser. So um, um, I have a little bit of support for fundraisers. I can, you know, support side of fundraising, but I'm, I'm not like the our own crowdfunding campaign was sort of embarrassing for a film that we did a couple of years ago. <laughs> but um, Facebook numbers, as you said earlier, um, for iTunes, they wanted the woman to have 5,000 um, followers on Facebook before they would consider putting her on iTunes. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So for um, Indigo, uh, are you talking fundraising like crowdfunding or fundraising like uh, presentations to investors? Well, uh, well, let's let's talk about both, but let's start either one you like first. Um, let's do crowdfunding because I'm a little more familiar with that one, and okay. um, yeah, because um, presentations to investors is just a completely different game. So, say you have a movie, and uh, well, let's just should we use the the weight of honor as an example and how we're preparing for crowdfunding for that? Yes. Very specific. Okay. So we'll use the documentary film, The um, the Weight of Honor, uh, which is to be finished this year in 2016 from writer-director Stephanie Howard. And we're preparing now for crowdfunding. And the best way to prepare for crowdfunding is to have a great email list of people who really, really, really want to see your film be successful. Um, possibly already know about the film because you've been talking about it. I think she's been working on it for two years already, maybe three years. So everyone who's in her life, in her personal life, knows that she's been working on this film. And she has several hundred email addresses between herself and her husband and uh, her kids. And um, so to prepare for the fundraising, um, we're definitely going to be using her personal email list and her husband's email list. And then um, building up, now that we have an actual title, we'll be building up her Facebook presence. And I think between her two Facebook pages, she has just a little, maybe almost 300 people between her production page and her film page. So for to prepare for crowdfunding, you want to prepare your uh, contacts and let everybody know that 
in advance that I'm going to be doing a crowdfunding campaign maybe 30 days or 60 days in advance or something like that. We're going to be doing a crowdfunding campaign. So stay tuned. I just wanted you to know that you're going to get an email from me and I'm going to ask you for some money <laughs> if you can donate. And any amount matters. Any amount is valuable. Um, so the first thing you do for crowdfunding is you want to let everybody know that you're going to be doing it, but you want to let them know in advance. You just don't want to pounce on them and say, hey, I only have 30 days to raise this money. Come on, come on, come on, come on, because people are offended by that. Um, right. So you want to let them know in advance. Let your people know. Let your people know. Okay? And then um, – you want to be sure that you have an easy way for them to donate. So we're trying to also make sure that she can do a text to donate. So you want to prepare your audience in advance. You want to be sure to continue to build your audience. And then you want to make it easy for them. Very few people have the time and energy to um, you know, go into big, long stories. And um, you have to make it easy. It needs to be like a one button, make it easy for them to donate. Just a one button action. So she will um, try, we're trying to prepare for text to donate. So that's an easy one. So people can text to donate to her film. And then um, let's see, what else can I say for preparing for crowdfunding? The audience, one button, text to donate. Oh, and then to have options. The options should really be from $1 on up to whatever the highest amount is that you want to ask for. Um, you know, say you want to ask for $50,000. You know, you can have that as an option for maybe somebody to be an executive producer or something for an executive producer credit. They can add $50,000. So you want to be sure that you have all of the different levels to prepare for crowdfunding with different gifts at each level and different experiences for people. Not everybody wants a physical gift. Some people just want experiences. Like they want four tickets to your premiere wherever it happens. Or right. they want four tickets right. for when your film comes to their neighborhood or something like that. Or they right. want a private screening for their friends. Private screenings are always nice. That's a great maybe idea. A, yeah, maybe they want a private screening before your premiere. Absolutely. You know, or they want a right. private screening screening somewhere before it's released on television or something like that. So that's kind of how we're preparing for, um, that's not how, kind of, but that's definitely how we're preparing for the weight of honor for that documentary great. film. Yeah. That's Great. Thank you for sharing that. Well, let me just ask you, <clears throat> let's talk about Twitter and people who uh, only have a few Twitter followers. How can they increase their Twitter following? Uh, let's see. I think for Twitter, wow, the, the, main, <laughs> the main thing is to be obsessive about it. <laughs> That's the main thing, okay. and to, um, to really interact with people. There's no replacement for genuine interaction and to search for things that you're truly interested in. Um, should we use Weight of Honor again as an example for Twitter? Sure. 
her Twitter page is growing really nicely. And the way it's growing nicely is because we've found many people to follow and to interact with that are closely related to her subject matter, which I can't remember if we've mentioned or not, is uh, veteran caregivers. Um, that's the subject of the documentary film. So we have um, searched to follow and communicate with and retweet and help to promote all, uh, you know, several, probably 30 or 40 different veteran, veteran um, entities as well as care, veteran caregiving entities and um, individuals who are veterans, and it, it grows pretty quickly. In fact, I would say it's, it's, for, um, it's growing um, much faster than I expected it to because that is a community that communicates in social media a lot. So, so you you found people who uh, tweeted and then you retweeted for them. So how oh, yes, did you get absolutely. how did you get on their tweet list? You joined. Um, well, we follow them. Um, we mm -hmm. follow them on Twitter, and then almost all of them follow us back. And how do you find new people to follow? You just use the search function inside Twitter, and. Um, or you can look on Facebook for Facebook pages and then click through and find their Twitter account that way. But mostly you can, you can either go to Google and type in the name of the association, um, you know, plus, and then add a plus and add Twitter, and usually the accounts will come right up in the search engine. Great. And then you just follow them, and then you, you, know, you try to support them, and you build, build goodwill on your side, and... I just think that as far as subject matter is concerned, veteran caregiving is top of the list in this country right now. Oh, It is wow. embarrassing in this country, the rate of suicide of uh, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. It's embarrassing. It's devastating. And then the destruction of the marriages when the veterans come back, the wounded veterans come back. It's unbelievable. So, so they're all they're talking about that online. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. There, um, you know, lots and lots and lots of resources for veterans are online. So we retweet those resources for veterans. Our Twitter page um, for for core issue films is a beautiful resource right now for veterans. Good. You know, just to see what's on there is a lot of great things. And then once every once in a while, like. Once a day, maybe, we will tweet about our film itself, but mostly our Twitter account is there for the community to provide and support uh, additional information for the veterans and their caregivers. Uh, Melinda, what is the address so people could go look at that page to get an idea of what you've done? The Twitter address is Core Issue Films. Okay. All right, now let's switch to YouTube. I've heard that... Uh, uh, let me just add one more thing that yeah. I think is important to know. Um, it is possible to buy followers on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram, all of these places. So, you know, that is an option, and it does. It is possible. And so I think it's important for filmmakers to know that. If you're under the gun and you don't have a lot of time to build your your followers up, um, you know, I wouldn't say that they're quality followers, but if you have to work hard to get your numbers up, that's one way to do it. It is possible. 
So how do you know that those followers would be interested in your doc or your feature? Right. Well, if you're buying them from a professional site, then that's their their job. Their job is to make sure that you get people who are interested. But I can't really, I don't have any recommendations um, for those. Um, I have one recommendation, actually. There is one company that I would recommend. Um because one of my clients did use him, and but he was not satisfied with the quality of the followers. You know, so you're definitely going to get followers, but whether or not they're interacting, whether or not they're really, you know, going to stay with you forever, there's right. no guarantee. Can I? You know, uh, and they? I'd like to. Yes, I'd like to interject while you're looking for that uh, the name of that uh, person that you want to recommend. Um, it, it is true that um, you know there are there are advertisements on um, Facebook and Twitter and so forth for companies like this, and many of the um, people who end up following you that that you when you when you make the purchase for this uh, situation are from uh, foreign countries. Uh, they're not all U.S. Right. Um, and all right, right. And uh, and you know they, you 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 won't get a lot of interaction from them from from what I have seen from people who have used this type of service. So, uh, but in a pinch, what you're what I hear you saying, Melinda, is that it's important to have a good number of followers to um, help your community to see that. Um, you are making the effort, and there are things happening, and there's movement and, and momentum and that sort of thing. And uh, so it may not be a service that you stay with because once you begin to build your community uh, in greater numbers of people who have passionate interest in what you're doing, you may no longer you know, need to um, you know, uh, turn to services like that. Right. Oh my goodness! What's that noise? That a little. I, I don't know, but it, yeah, I think that's it's gone now on our side. But okay, let me ask you about YouTube. How do you think people can use YouTube to benefit them? YouTube. Okay, YouTube is a different story. YouTube has changed so much in the last few years. Um, YouTube used to be an awesome. Um, source that you could create a video and um, you could work hard to share it specifically with people and use it as a reply to others. And um, I I have a hard time. I mean, you have to put your trailer up on YouTube and um, you can definitely put, um, you know, updates on your film on YouTube and things like that. But um, YouTube has kind of been taken over by multi-channel networks now, and they're sort of dominating the the search engine and dominating the the featured videos on YouTube. And those are people who've put together several YouTube channels, and they've created what they call a multi-channel network, or also called an MCN. And so the landscape for YouTube has really changed. It's not the uh, it's not the wild wild west that it used to be. And people have to work really, really hard to build an audience. Um, it's just not like it used to be. 
So I think you, you definitely still have to put your trailer up on YouTube, but people are getting more views, more organic views on um, Facebook. On Facebook. Their trailer, they load their trailer into Facebook, into the Facebook video, and Facebook is competing hard right now for the video space. They're competing hard with YouTube um, to be the number one video um, place for videos rather than YouTube. Oh, that's great to know. You load it on yeah. Facebook. Well, you want to put it on both places. You definitely have to. You definitely want to put it on both places. But I don't spend as much time on YouTube as I used to, um, because it's just, just, it's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. It's not. It's just a different environment now. Okay, let's talk about blogs. What is the best way to gain visibility for blogs? And what platforms do you recommend? Um, well, Google's favorite blog format. Now, do you mean other do you mean filmmakers actually having a blog or filmmakers being featured on other blogs? No, filmmakers ha creating their own blogs, because I think that's really important, particularly for independent films and docs. Uh, yes, and no. <laughs> that's the consultant's answer to everything, isn't it? Yes and no. Okay, so yes, search engines love blogs. A search engine, search engines are hungry, and the thing that they're hungry for is the latest, greatest information. But I will not kid you that a blog takes an enormous it can take an enormous amount of time if you're going to do it properly. And so in addition to blog posts about your film, I would say that it's really important that you also have your film written about by other bloggers, people who already have a blogging audience. I think you have to, you have to do both. You definitely have to keep updates on your own page, on your own website with a blog. You want your updates on there once a week or once every two weeks. Um, you know, as often as you have time to do. And then um, get your film written about, seen by, and um, featured by uh, independent film bloggers. Now, the best place to go to find those bloggers is a website called Technorati, technorati.com. Could you spell that? Sure, it's -E just techno, T-E-C-H-N-O-R-A-T-I.com. Technorati, like the literati, but for techni techni technical people. Okay. And on there you will search for um, film blogs, independent film blogs, and you'll look for bloggers who are sympathetic with your mission, the subject matter of your film and your mission. And then those, you know, those are the people that you want on your side, maybe as you're doing your crowdfunding or as your film is going into festivals and maybe you can do an early release for them and you want them to review your film, all of those kinds of things. But technorati.com is the place that you want to go to find those bloggers. Those are some of the best that are listed on there. And then you can also great. do a general search on Google. You can look for blogs on Google too. You just put in your subject matter plus blogs and just have to do a little bit of homework to find the people who um, have good followings and can benefit you. And they'll, maybe they'll let you do a guest blog post there. But I do know that people who have done guest blog posts, it's hardly ever the response that you're hoping for. 
it's funny. Um, you know, it's it's all great and it's all good, but just because the blog has um, maybe a million impressions, uh, uh, you know, or half a million a month or a million a month or, or something like that, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a big chunk of that. You might get a thousand views or something, and that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good. A thousand will take it. Yeah. So you just have to be realistic with the numbers. Like whatever number somebody's toting, go down to about ten percent of that, and you'll know um, that's that's a little more real. And then sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's really as big as they say. You know, so it could be. Sometimes it is half a million. It all just depends. All right. Well, tell us, what is the best way to approach groups or page administrators on Facebook about supporting your page, like sharing it with networks and promoting crowdfunding campaigns and things like that? Right. I think that um, liking their page is important. And then interacting on their page before you ask for anything. It's just like in real life, before you ask people for things, you want to be sure you've made a contribution. So I'd say in advance, a couple of months, two or three months if possible, you want to be on their page, interacting with their their people, commenting, liking, and sharing their information, sharing their um, their posts on Facebook before you begin to ask for them to do things for you. And most of the pages will let you post on their page. And you can post, um, we've posted the Weight of Honor trailer on several pages. Um, and it sits in the lower left-hand corner. I'm not sure how many people actually look at those, but it is an option. But um, And you don't have to ask for that. But in order to get them to support you, the first thing that you want to do is to support them. So you want to right. share their posts with your followers. You want to comment and interact with their people. You want to comment on their posts and interact with their posts and like their posts. And then you can also, after you've been there for a while, I mean, you can go ahead and approach them directly, immediately. It depends on the on the community itself. For veterans, I would say it's a little bit easier to get them to cross-promote because they are all so aggressive about supporting the veterans. So for um, the Weight of Honor documentary, it'll be a little bit easier than some other things. Like if it's a romantic comedy, you, you're going to have to, you might have to work a little harder <laughs> to get people to um, feature your film. But then okay. again, it might not. It depends. It really depends. But you can, um, but that's my recommendation is that you be sharing their information, commenting on their posts, liking their posts, and interacting in general with their audience before you ask for things. Okay. Um, what about paid Facebook uh, and social media advertising? Do you think that benefits You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it. It's not like it used to be. I mean, you can still, you're going to spend either your time or your money. Um and that's just the way it is. Um, it's not like it was in the early years where you could spend um, a lot of time and you could get the followers that you needed just by digging in and searching for them. Um, and if you have a lot of time, you can still do it that way. 
but the marketplace is crowded, the social marketplace is crowded, and so it's um, to run ads is going to be effective, is, is usually effective, yeah. And you can do your own or you can set them up with, um, you know, a company that does that. There's companies that do it, but I think it's better to do it yourself personally. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Well, I mean, you're going to learn, and um, and you're going to know exactly. You're not going to waste anything on on commissions, you know. Right. Well, all right. Uh, any final words of wisdom about maximizing uh, your um, social networking? Um, yeah, I would say from the very beginning, when you're choosing your projects, choose the projects that you can be crazy passionate about. I would say that that is the that is the um, that is the biggest support because if you are deeply committed to the subject of your film, whether it's a documentary or whether it's a comedy or whatever, maybe you're passionate about making people laugh, you know, um, or if you're passionate about veterans in the way that Stephanie is and the caregivers uh, for veterans and uh, caregivers in general, and or you're passionate about flowers or you're passionate about nature or you're passionate about ecology whatever it is like that's that's your real gold is you have something that you're deeply passionate about and that will guide you better than anything you're absolutely right yeah your natural curiosity about things will yield you so much gold. <laughs> you know, it'll take you down paths that you didn't know, and I I promise you that the Facebook consultants can help, but your curiosity and your passion about your project will carry you um, further than anything else. Well said. Well said, Melinda. Now, tell us how people can find you. Um, just MelindaAugustina.com is the best place to go. And then um, there's a link on there to send me an email. You can send me a message on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. There's a link to Twitter on there. And uh, let's see, a LinkedIn link and a Twitter link, yeah, are both on that page. Okay. Thank you so much, Melinda. We sincerely yeah. appreciate all the information you've given us. You are so welcome. Okay. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Claire. For hosting the show. We you appreciate it. So very welcome, and, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, Melinda, I just visited your website as you were uh, giving it out. I just want to make sure that listeners know how to spell your name in case they're not looking at the screen at the time. So that's Melinda, common spelling, M-E-L-I-N-D-A. Augustina is A-U-G-S-T-A-T-I-N-A, no, correct? A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N-A. No, A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N-A. Thank like you. Like the month yes. of August. Yes. That's how and I typed it, but that's not yeah. how I said it. But, yes, that's how you reach uh, <laughs> MelindaAugustina.com. <laughs> All right. Be well, everyone. Thank you, Carol. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Melinda. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. 
Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.